0: On this episode, we talk basketball trick shots, going viral on Instagram, starting an organic food company, feeding a seven-foot-tall professional athlete, and what it's like to find out you're moving via Twitter. Um, My good friend Ellie Leonard, CEO of Level Foods, joins the show, and this conversation was a blast. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I did. Um, If you do enjoy the episodes, please don't forget, subscribe, share, leave a review. It means a ton and helps the show keep growing, and thanks for listening.
1: Do you ever wonder how some podcasts get thousands of new listeners and you don't? Do you wonder how people get featured in major publications? Do you ever wonder how Instagram videos go viral? Welcome to the Giant Voices Podcast, hosted by Carson Jones. Every week we bring you the biggest names in podcasting, marketing, and public relations to help you break through the noise and take your brand to the next level. Oh, And we like to mix in the uncomfortable topics like mental health, anxiety, and the internal battles that keep us from growing. Now, let's get to the show. What's up,
0: everybody? Welcome back to the Giant Voices podcast. On today's episode, we have founder and CEO of Level Foods, Ellie Leonard. Um, Ellie is a blogger, health enthusiast, creator, athlete, and entrepreneur turned a lifelong passion of health into a nutrition bar startup that will send waves through the nutrition industry. a few years ago she was tasked with feeding a seven-foot eating machine and she wanted to crack the code on a nutritious bar that wasn't filled with sugar and preservatives um, but she's so much more than an entrepreneur she's a pun queen a basketball trick shot magician and a great friend so I'm so excited to have her on the show Ellie thanks for being on of
2: course my pleasure thanks for having me
0: it was so hard to uh, to put together The the intro for this because you're so many things it was hard to describe you but um, we'll we'll get to all that but so let's start with the story so who is who is Ellie Leonard like how did we get from small town Illinois to now newly Miami resident
2: yeah I can tell you it wasn't on purpose just you know you stumble upon it Uh, no born raised in Illinois I definitely was on a track to never leave the state went to the University of Illinois. And that is where I met, um, I think you called him the seven foot giant, uh, <laughs> who moved out to Portland to play for the Portland Trail Blazers. And after school, I follow suit. So no longer living in Illinois whatsoever. And I've been in Portland for the last seven years. And as of a month ago, I now I'm going to live in Miami.
0: No, I, I love that. So like, what was that? What was that journey like? Because you guys have gone through it all together. Um, Went to Illinois Illinois together and then got drafted. You move out to Portland like this is all new to you. Like what was that transition like going from you know college to now just a completely different world in the NBA in a new city and like kind of starting your life you know from there?
2: Yeah I can tell you when he was going through the decision of should he go to the NBA draft or should he stay another year in college because this question um, He had to answer after a sophomore year, so he wasn't he had more years of eligibility um, It was really tough for me to give him advice because obviously I wanted him to stay and also You just don't know a where he's going or what that life is gonna be like and how people change so my biggest thing when he was deciding was not only distance between our relationship but it was also about who the person he was gonna become and who we were gonna become in a different environment because I liked who we were at school.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so cool <clears throat> because it seems like, you know, every obviously things change, but it seems like he it's very like a down to earth, like he's still just a giant kid. Like we were just talking about his seven foot eating machine, but he plays video games. Like before the conversation, you were gonna set up your studio in his um, streaming studio. Like. It seems like nothing really has changed in terms of who you all are
2: yeah we are very lucky i will say that i think portland is a big part of that because when you first enter the nba you're super impressionable so who you're around the type of city um you're in portland was a great first step for him to still maintain who he was those midwest values
0: yeah and that's the first thing we connected on is the old the old midwest values so well, let's, uh, let's start with Level Foods and kind of work our, work our way back. So what made you start on this journey? I mean, 2016, this is way before I know you. And I, I live in this, this day and age where people have no patience at all. They pick a product from I mean, Alibaba or somewhere overseas, and they, they want to start selling and making money right away. So what was that process like starting three years ago and knowing that you had a vision and then just now like kind of perfecting that and that you're about to launch, which is so exciting. What was that process like?
2: So you have to know back in 2016 it wasn't even it wasn't even a concept it wasn't an idea of ours to start a food company at that point in time myers was in his fifth season and he was feeling terrible um he would come home and say like ellie my legs feel like tree trunks like i don't know what to do i'm looking at i'm looking at him i'm like your legs our tree trunks, or tall, like super compassionate wife of of me. Um, I was like, rub some dirt in it. But slowly, we started to realize he wasn't sleeping. His body wasn't recovering. Not, and it wasn't even because he was playing extended minutes. It was merely from, I mean, anything, a small practice, a small workout. The dude could not recover. So ended up connecting with a nutritionist down in Los Angeles and sent him over some of Meyers' blood work. And he called five, seven minutes later and was like, what the hell is going on? And we were like, what? Like, you have to realize at this point, we've been seeing specialists. It's important we've been trying to switch up things and nothing was working. So when he had caught something so quickly, um, we kind of were like, okay, is this real? Is it not? Ends up, he had some inflammatory markers that were just through the roof. And immediately, the doctor—he um, was a doctor in nutrition f- um, from Duke—he switched up some of Meyer's food, and it was simple things. So, eat fatty fish before bed because fats from the sea are better from fats than fats from the land. So, better than a steak uh, to put you into sleep, like deep rum sleep. A little bit of sugar, um, natural sugar. So, half of a fruit or a full fruit, depending on. Your size, um, a.k.a. a K Myers is seven foot. He's needs a lot more fruit. Yeah, he has a look that will help you get into deep REM sleep. Um, taking some beet powder before a workout helps your blood carry more oxygen naturally. So little things, but you have to realize these guys are playing at a level that like minor differences make big apparent differences when they play. Um, so slowly we started to notice Meyer's body changing and it was, I think two weeks later is when I first noticed he walked down the stairs and he looked smaller and I was worried he was losing weight. Issue with that is if you gain or lose too much weight in the NBA, they can actually fine you. So I was like, dude, get on the scale. Like we're not going to have a fine, like this, we can't play with this. Um he gets on the scale, he's the exact same weight. It was the inflammation that had just gone down from changing up his diet. So it took months and months for everything to sort himself out because he was digging out of a pretty big hole, like internally um, with his medicine. And then after that summer, we went to Los Angeles for the first time and got together a dream team that not only then focused on nutrition, it focused on, recovering um, his body from injuries that have been building up. These guys are like Ferraris. It's a really, go with me on this. Mm -hmm. He's like a Ferrari, he needs tune ups, right? Every little thing, if you're not putting in the best gas or you're not changing the oil regularly, like they're high performance vehicles, it matters. So we put together a dream team. And after that summer, he had come back to the season and came back to the practice facility feeling the best he ever has in his whole career, and then he was bringing home processed snacks. And I was like, dude, we are not going back there. (laughs) We made all this progress,
0: we're not starting over.
2: Yeah, so uh, I started looking for options that fit within this diet, and there were maybe two, possibly three, regardless. I don't even think he swallowed the options when I would try to have him taste test these. And I just took it as a game on. I was like, fine, I'll get in the kitchen and make bars. And it went from there.
0: It's so interesting because I don't think people realize, you know, one, obviously they're, they're playing a lot and he's sweating, losing weight, like he's beating his body, but then the travel of, of being, he's in the air all the time. He's in a different city every couple of days. Like, what is, what does all of that accumulation do to, to your body? Like, how does that, like, how do you even begin to recover from that?
2: So you have to realize recovery just in the general sense is so important because it can make or break your career. If you can have a good game one night and you can't play two days later, or you do not purposely a half-assed job, but like your body's not recovering enough to perform at a high level for the next few games, I mean, that hurts you. Guys who can stay injury-free and recover fast, that's a key to having a long NBA career so when they are traveling i mean they have sleep doctors looking at what time they're going to bed or getting into a city so that that means what time should practice be but being on the go it's also extremely hard to make sure that you are eating enough because not always what they have offered on the plane is maybe the healthiest sometimes they'll just have chicken wings or pizza or burgers like it's just they'll always give them food but when looking at the inflammation side of it, it's and the fact that they're Ferraris, they really have to pay attention to these things.
0: Yeah, it's not not always the best options. So, oh. so basketball is like it's such an important part of your life. But it was funny because when I first met you, like basketball never came up. You know, between, between your all's marriage, it seems like you all balance it really well. Like when he comes home, you all don't talk about basketball. It seems like like how do you all manage a relationship that's built? you know, with basketball being so important, but balancing that, your lives away from it.
2: That's actually something I've had to learn and we've had to learn as a couple because when we first met, I always told him, uh, I'm not gonna just be your cheerleader, I'm gonna be your teammate. And what I realized is, as he went on to the professional level, he has a lot of people coaching him. So on top of everyone else's opinions, like. You have to realize when we walk around, people will be like, "Dude, you need to." Da-da-da-da-da. We're like, "Okay, John Wooden." <laughs> like so much, what? so much advice. <laughs> yeah, so much advice. Um, and it's cool that people care, but at the same time, it's coming at all directions to this dude. So I had to learn to kind of step back and be like, "Whoa, he's getting the coaching at a professional level. I need to just support him, and I need to figure out." Help him figure out his piece of what he needs to do. His whole life is basketball. It's like coming home from a long day of work and you're just like, I don't want to talk about work. I had to respect to that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that's important. So um basketball plays a big part in your life too like you since since meeting you you've become this viral trick shot queen and I can't wait to like post some of these videos that maybe some of my audience hasn't seen yet how did the how did the videos start and when did you when did you arrive when, when did these when did this, you start seeing the virality
2: okay you have to know I've always been able to shoot Myers and I uh, had our first date in a gym and we were shooting I mean I either hold the record or I'm like the second in my high school for most points scored. Like I could shoot. Um, I just never thought about posting any of it, but I would say the time it went viral was when I was going between the legs, left hand, between the legs, right hand. And people were like, who is this chick and what is she doing? (laughs) Um, That one definitely picked up a lot of steam quick. And then the second biggest one probably was when I was dribbling with two balls, picking up off the dribble and shooting two at the exact same time. Um, They're the most inapplicable drills known to mankind. Like there is, like, it doesn't make me an NBA player or a WNBA player, it just makes me a good horse player.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 so there's a difference between, because you started that by saying, I've always been able to shoot. There's a difference between being able to shoot and, and what you're doing. And did that, was that born out of like a horse game? Like, is it competitive over there? Is that how that started?
2: No, it came out of boredom because I love shooting and I got so bored of just using my right hand. I was like, and also I was like, "Ah, I don't want to just, like, you want to do bicep curls with one arm, right? I'm Mm -hmm. like, probably should work on the other side too. And then when I kind of started mastering shooting with the left, I was like, man, I wonder how like one than the other would be. And then the only reason i started shooting two at once is because i was holding the ball like in order to shoot like left and right i was holding them both at the same time i was like well why not <laughs> do it together like it totally came out of the middle of nowhere
0: yeah and uh, i can't wait to like sh- share some more of those videos cuz they're they they are really cool and uh it's it's been cool to like watch you keep making them it's it's almost like inspiring you to make more so um, I want to transition a little bit because you put out recently, you put out like an emotional goodbye to Portland and I just, I just got a chance to read it. Um, that moment had to be a lot. It had to be really heavy just because you didn't know this was coming. You never know. You didn't know you, Myers was getting traded. You didn't know that you'd be moving from Portland, 2000 miles away to, to Miami. What was that like one saying goodbye to a city you've known as home for so long? Um, and like t- walk me through those that, that day or two.
2: Yeah, so no idea it was coming at all. Um, I got a text that basically said, super excited for Myers in this new chapter, let us know if you need any help. And I was like, that's weird. Immediately, I mean, what? in order to verify anything in my life, I just have to go to Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, which is just bizarre. Um, and I saw Woj's tweet. And it was like walking into a surprise party where you're like trying to understand what's going on. You like kind of recognize where you were. Um, You go through stages of grief almost. Like you go, you're like shocked then you're sad then you're super excited. And then like eventually come and you're like, okay, this is cool. Like we can do this. Let's just like figure out the logistics of it. Um, But leaving the city, I mean, I didn't, I was more worried about him in the whole process because his loyalty runs super deep, um, with people and just, yeah, the people he's around in this organization, we saw more than we saw our families. So I wanted to make sure he was coping. Okay. And it kind of allowed me to step away from like what I was going through. Um, but it's just it's something you can't even explain until it happens like you know it's a reality you know it's it could always just the ball could always drop but until it does you don't experience it
0: yeah it's it's almost like a like a business like you don't really know you don't really know what you don't know yet and then it happens and you're uh you're like okay let's let's roll with it and figure it out so um I know you're excited for Miami and uh like one of the one of the cool things that I've always found with you is you've never you've never let like your husband's success or anything that he he's doing. You've never gotten caught up in that. Like you've always been very independent. You've always been very driven to to be your own person. Like how How do you maintain your independence and your drive to do stuff for yourself and while also you know knowing that you could be comfortable already, that you could be doing really whatever you wanted to?
2: So when I moved out to Portland initially, I had a job. Um, I was working, I mean, when you're an entry-level person, you're working 9 to 5 plus, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was working all the time, and I noticed that I never saw Myers mm-hmm. because his job is not 9 to 5. His job is practice from 10 to 1, and then he leaves for the arena at 4.30, and then he'll come home at 11.30 p.m., so working 9 to 5, I never saw a dude, and he had, when I was presented with a new opportunity um, at a... A new agency um, he had asked that I consider not taking it but he ultimately left it in like my lap to decide what I wanted to do and I had to kind of figure out my priorities and realize you know I moved out to Portland for him not necessarily for a job Um, and so when I decided to not accept the job and finish up at the first Uh, job I had out there I tried (laughs) to be a stay-at-home wife and I think that lasted a day Um, because slowly what we realized is Myers never had really a business manager a lot of guys do so he needed a help with running the business of in, which that means making a website putting together basketball camps registrations I mean accounting getting his taxes taxes together these guys I mean they're a business it's crazy so we had a deal where he was like I'm gonna handle everything on the court and you handle everything off of it and I was like cool So I kind of stepped into that role as a business, his business manager for a few years. And my goal with it was to just put together a group of people who are all professionals. Like I'm not a CPA, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm going to know enough about every single one of them. And I'm going to make, I'm going to set it up. So each one checks and balances the other. So that's what I did. And finally, when that was done, I was like, okay, okay. All right, so now that that's working, operating on its own, what else can I look to do for me? And at that point in time, it was when Myers was sick. So it kind of hard left, let's take care of him, let's try to figure out this whole training aspect because our deal was I'll handle it off the court, but it was the on the court training and recovery that was lacking. So we just wanted to help him put together that system.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really funny because when I met you, um, my career was kind of all over the place. I was doing a million different things, and you sort of you know made me focus a little bit. And then shortly after we met, I uh, ended up being the love of my life, and my career and life has changed so much. And I wasn't going to ask you this, but I just think it's interesting to to talk talk about like what do you think it is about like finding your partner, your soulmate, your that other half that just helps you focus and sort of just puts things in perspective um, in your life.
2: Hmm. I think at what they do is they provide that sense of grounding for you. So think about like before you met, before you met her, you know, you not only are trying to pursue your career, but you also know that family is something very important to you and you want it in the future. So you're almost simultaneously pursuing two things. So by having the security of one, it allowed you to like feel comfortable, and then also say, "Whoa, I see where this side of me is going. How do I how do I figure this out to make sure it works with like this other really important piece?" I feel like it kind of gives you some security in a way. Yeah,
0: that's a good balance. Like if you're not spending your time, you know, not necessarily running to bars, but you're if if you haven't found that person, you're always looking. You know, that's always like part of part of what you're doing. And I think you're right. Like once you, once you don't have to worry about that part anymore, now it's just like, okay, now we're focused on this part of our life and we can, I can focus on business and growth and kind of building that future together. I think you're a hundred percent right.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there's a motivation of being like, I want to make sure everything is together because I, I want to be able to care and take care of the person I love. So yeah. It also gives you a reason why.
0: Yeah. So, um, I feel like this has been a fun conversation. It's just been uh, us us catching up. There's been a lot here. So let's say somebody wants to, let's get some value to the audience here. If somebody was taking a product, like going from idea to product, to sourcing, to launching, what does that roadmap look like? And maybe give some people a few tips to to getting through that process.
2: Um, The roadmap is never how you think it's going to look. And... I would say the biggest tip is just don't stop. If you believe in it and you have something good, whether it's um, a service or a good to offer people, like pursue it. Uh, there have been times where I've been hit with big roadblocks <laughs> and that came out of left field. And it would have been really easy just to say like, no, you know what, forget it. Um, but you just have to keep going.
0: Just yeah. Don't... yeah. I think it's, it's one of those like progress over perfection. Like there's so many, there's so many things along the way that will make you want to stop. And there's so many people that do stop along the way. But if you just keep, keep taking that next step, eventually you get to your goal, which is where you are now. And, uh, I'm so excited to see Sea uh, level launch. I tried the bars. They're delicious. It brought me back home. They, uh, they're very healthy. Like, tell me, tell me about the health side of it. Cause I saw a post the other day that I didn't realize that you know a lot of the bars you see on on the shelves like I I've, you know I started eating kind bars I thought they were healthy they're not uh, apparently a lot of stuff on the shelves they're you know old they're full of preservatives like what what is level doing that other companies aren't
2: so one of the reasons it is taking quite a bit of time to get to the point where we're at to launch is because we wouldn't compromise it's really easy to throw in things that would make your product sweeter that would make it bind quicker that would take that would help with like the water activity like you can get nerdy and I'll avoid that <laughs> but we prioritize being real with our ingredients and also making sure they're at a quality in which we are proud to talk about um I can't tell you how many times people were like well what about this and what about that and we we just were like, no, uh, it made the food scientists probably love us a lot, but we wanted, if we were going to go into the market. And the reason I started, as I told you was because I wanted to find a solution for my husband. Um, and I, when I saw him struggling, I had been like healthy shouldn't be this hard. Sorry. You have connections to everyone in the world. If you're struggling, all of us are in trouble. So it shouldn't be this difficult, but that also means that there's responsibility on the brand side and on just any food business um, to set a standard that they're not gonna compromise on. Um, It's super important. And then even on, as we're trying to get to the final phases, right? There are things that we learn about uh, with the nutritional label, for example. There is a 20% Variance that you're allowed to have on your label 20. So what, does mean, that,
0: what does that mean? What does that mean when you say variance, like as ter- in terms of calories and
2: everything? Because they say human error, so think it could be 20% higher or 20% lower than what it's actually showing. Wow, then you get this. So think about people who are who um have gluten intolerances or are cannot eat gluten. Um, when a bar or any food product just says gluten-free written out on it, and it does not have the seal. That actually has more gluten in in it than the ones that have the seal, but us as consumers would never know that. So in the United States, we allow 20 parts per million of gluten with just gluten-free written on it. And then on the other side, if you have the seal, we allow five parts per million. In Europe it's under five and Italy, it's zero. They have no allowance for it. Um, It's just really interesting being in the food industry and seeing kind of like the standards and what is allowed. And it's, all I know is we wanna do it right. You're not gonna fix it all, but you can at least do it right.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so, that's so interesting because I, there's so many things that you don't know, um, until you start going down the path. And I think that's a good piece of advice too, is you, you get started and start down the road and you're going to learn what you need to know, you know, as you go, if you just keep going.
2: Yeah. So. Yes.
0: Well, well, cool. I, uh, I kept you long enough. I'm so excited to see, I know you're, you're think the launch is coming up. So, um, if people want to stay in touch with you, if they want to keep up with your move, with the launch of Level Foods, where can they get in touch with you?
2: They can come find me at my Instagram at Ellie Leonard um, or on Twitter at Ellie Leonard um, or check out levelfoods.com.
0: I love it. Ellie, thanks so much for coming on. It was an honor to have you and uh, I look forward to catching up soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the Giant Voices Podcast. If you love the show, don't forget to subscribe Share and leave a review. Also, if you have questions, message us on Instagram at Giants underscore voices or message Carson at Carson Jones.